Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare associated infections and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program and thank you so much for joining us today. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website, cloroxhealthcare.com, to learn more about keeping environments safer with Clorox Healthcare. Today we have our two lovely guests, Layla Adnori and Emma Brashear who are part of a group of students, also known as the Golden Pandas and FLL Robotics Team from Westfield, Indiana, and have developed a special interest in helping to fight C. diff infections. The group of young researchers and um, have reached out to our team and have developed a new way to prevent the spores of the C. difficile bacterium. And we are so excited to welcome them both to the program today. So welcome to the program, ladies. We're so glad to have you here. Hi, we're so excited to be here. Right now, is that Layla and then Emma is here too? Yeah, hi. It's good to be here. Wonderful. Well, we're excited to have you here. And ladies, I'm going to start ask, uh, I'm going to start with Emma. Emma, can you tell us a little bit about your group? Uh, sure. So first, let me introduce myself. Um, my name is Emma Bershear. I'm 16. I'm a sophomore. Um, when I get older, I want to be a neurosurgeon. I've been a part of this group for about five years now. Um, and some of my hobbies include Taekwondo, baking, and writing. Fantastic. I'm Layla. I'm 15. I'm in 10th grade, and my career aspiration is either a lawyer or a dentist. I've also been a part of this group for five years now, and I enjoy cooking, photography, and traveling. Well, we are so excited to learn more about both of you ladies, and your aspirations are wonderful, and your dedication to what you're doing is amazing. So, I'm going to ask you, Layla, what exactly is C. diff? So C. diff is an infectious disease. It causes diarrhea and inflammation of the colon. It is very, very contagious, and it's usually contracted in healthcare environments. And C. diff is also a reoccurring infection. Around one in six people will actually have the disease again. In fact, this 5 to 15% of healthy adults have C. diff in their intestines already, um, but the good bacteria keeps C. diff, for the most part, under control. Around 500,000 people suffer from C. diff each year in just the U.S., and of that, almost 30,000 die. And taking antibiotics, older age, weakened immune system, and also gastrointestinal surgery increase risk for C. diff. And how you acquire it is if you touch a contaminated surface and then touch your mouth, you would get infected if the spore made it to inside your body. Exactly. Thank you so much, Layla. We have a lot of new um, listeners who join us every week worldwide, and it's always nice to review this information, and we appreciate you doing that. And Layla, can you explain to our global listeners what exactly is is a C. diff spore? 
Definitely. So cetospore is basically the cetus germ that is in the form outside of the body. So um, the spore is inactive outside of the body, but it can last for up to seven years on almost any surface outside of the body. And sometimes they can form a protective coating called biofilm, which makes it really, really difficult to get rid of. And the cetospores become active once they've been swallowed and they've reached the intestines. So that's how you would get infected, like I was talking about earlier. And anyone with kind of a compromised immune system or who's been taking antibiotics and um, things like that can contract cetus from just one spore alone. And they can be shed to the environment by both symptomatic and asymptomatic patients through the air. So it's a little similar to coronavirus, the spread of fetus. Okay. And Leila, um, we also understand that it's really hand-to-mouth also, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Okay. Thank you so much for reviewing that for all of us. And um, Emma, why is this such a huge problem with C. diff? So C. diff is a huge problem um, due to the 29,000 deaths per year in the U.S. alone and the 500,000 infections. And so obviously that's really hard for everyone that has experienced C. diff. But also uh, these spores are a huge problem because they cannot be removed with hand sanitizer. So the only way to remove them with uh, on your hands is with hand washing. And since C. diff from hand to mouth is a very common uh, transmission method, it's really important for people to understand that just using hand sanitizer will not remove C. diff spores at all. And also with cleaning, uh, every single time you need to remove spore, you have to use friction. So regular like hospital disinfectants or even bleach are not effective without friction. And so that's a really difficult part is effectively removing the entire spore can be really difficult. And then also there are a lot of reoccurring infections each time that you receive a have C. diff, then your risk for having C. diff again increases, and about 17% of people that have C. diff will have a reoccurring infection. And then also, during our research, we've noticed there's a lack of patient education. A lot of doctors, since this disease has been such a recent discovery, don't know how to explain to their patients how to clean or how to prevent another case or a reoccurring case of C. diff. And so, patient education is a huge problem. Exactly. And we're working on that, aren't we, ladies? Yeah, yes. we are a lot. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. And Layla, how did your group become interested in C. difficile? Well, at first, that was kind of a long story, but at first we were, we chose hospitals as kind of what we wanted to focus on for a project. And we researched a bunch of topics within hospitals. And while we were doing that, we came across hospital-acquired infections. And one of those was fetus. And so we were researching fetus one day, and we saw an ad for the 2019 fetus conference, which was in St. Louis. And we kind of threw the idea around of going and... 
we decided collectively as a group that we would go and also try to research around about CDIS before we went. So we went to the conference and that was such an amazing experience for us because we learned so much about CDIS and we really took an interest there because we heard about existing solutions. We heard about the latest developments in solutions for CDIS. And we also got to hear survivor stories and we got to go around the vendors. So that's kind of how we became interested in CDIF. Well, it's a perfect timing for all of you. And we enjoyed having you with us in St. Louis, Missouri last year. And we're so glad that that all worked out. And we're looking forward to having you back in person next year at our 2021 conference in Boston, Massachusetts. So don't forget to put that on your calendar, okay? We will, for sure. We're so excited. (laughs) So are we. And Emma, what is your project, if you don't mind us asking? Sure. So our project is called the Sporalizer, or short for Spore Visualizer. So the important part of our project is that we notice, especially at the conference, that a lot of solutions for CDIF are more preventative or cleaning or some sort of Um, medical device, and we noticed that there was no way to actually find out where the spores are or actually see the spores. And so we really wanted to find a way to detect the germs. And so from there, we started researching a lot. And so our invention has a wipe um, with our chemical formula and a UV headlamp. So our, um, basically, to use our um, project, we would just wipe down an area, um, and then you could use the UV headlamp to view a glow of where the spores are. And so that's to make the cleaning process much easier for hospitals because, again, like we said earlier, friction is super important to actually removing the spore and making sure that there are no more spores and the transmission rate is very low. And so I think that it's really important. Um, that basically our project is not a cleaning product, um, but it's actually a spore detection system. And so it's actually the very first one. And so this can also be used in um, by hospital staff or even patients at home because we know a lot of times patients at home have trouble cleaning and knowing exactly how to clean or what to clean with. Um, and even in hospitals, they only have a certain amount of time. And since CDF is so contagious, especially in hospitals, it's really important that they're able to visualize where these germs are. So that's our project. And I'll let Layla talk about our group now. Actually, you know what, Layla, um, before we go ahead and, and continue forward with the group in uh, conversation, right now we are going to pause for a commercial break. So when we return, we will continue discussing junior C. diff researchers with our guests, Layla Odnori and Emma Bashir. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. 
Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Do you know the symptoms of COVID-19? They may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure to the virus. Symptoms may include fever, chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, new loss of taste or smell, vomiting or diarrhea. This can be in any combination. Any difficulty in breathing or shortness of breath, please visit your local hospital immediately. For additional up-to-date COVID-19 information, please visit the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website at cdc.gov. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today we have our two guests, Layla Audnori and Emma Bashir here, discussing junior C. diff researchers, and we welcome them back to the program. Welcome back to the program, ladies. Hi. Hello. It's so nice to have you both here. I haven't we haven't seen you since the conference in last November, so it's nice to speak with you. And right now, Layla, where did Yeah, I know it went so it is so long already. And Layla, where did your research begin? So our group is basically part of a robotics team that researches innovative solutions for a problem. And this year's theme was City Shaper. So we kind of started there with that, and there are a bunch of public spaces that we could choose from. And we started off by brainstorming a bunch of different kind of general city problems, like pollution, flooding, things like that. So they were all very general. And we started with kind of a sticky note board where we all just wrote the different things and put them up. And what we did was we each took a few of them and researched them on our own as at home for homework. And we took them back to kind of share with the group what we learned. And that's kind of how we narrowed stuff down. And eventually we kind of got to hospitals. We were throwing the idea around um, and at that time, my grandma was actually in the hospital, so we were kind of around the hospital a lot. And when you're there, you kind of, you're there for so long as so you notice these things, like we noticed a bunch of like loud sounds and things like that. So we were like, you know what? We want to focus on hospitals. So um, we also noticed like hand washing and things like that. So we focused on that for the beginning of our research and that's kind of where it all began. Amazing. And thank you so much for sharing all of that, Layla. Just really, really good information. And Emma, what research has taken place with this project? 
So while we were researching, we actually found a lot of studies. Um, some were conducted by the U.S. Army and then others by some anthrax um, scientists. And they actually have proven our chemical reaction. And so we know for a fact that the bioluminescence will occur when this chemical is mixed with the bacteria. And also, we decided to conduct our own experiment. Originally, we were going to conduct it with actual C. diff, but uh, C. diff is too toxic for us to handle by ourselves. So originally, we were thinking about maybe having a lab do it. But then we talked to a microbiologist, and she suggested using a um, bacteria similar to C. diff to um, complete this chemical reaction. So we ordered all the chemicals and the bacteria, and we were actually able to complete an at-home experiment. And we found that our um, invention did work, and we did see a glow. And we also are reaching out to researchers who have done work in the area of bioterrorism to learn from them because we think that they have really useful information about this area of knowledge that they can really help us with since they've already studied it so much. And we're also talking to a lot of professionals. Um, I know that around us, we've been talking to our local hospitals and infection preventionists and microbiologists and nurses. And we're just trying to get as much information as we can to help improve our idea. Like, for example, we started talking to hospital cleaning workers um, to try to see how this could actually be used on a day-to-day -day basis and how they would accurately use this and like to use it. And then also we actually created a survey, which I think might be on the CDF Foundation's website right now, to get input from actual CDF uh, survivors to see what they would like to use even at home. And so we've been taking in a lot of considerations from both scientific side and the day-to-day -day use. That's amazing. And yes, the survey is on the cdifffoundation.org website and is available for any of our listeners to participate in. And thank you so much, Emma, for sharing all of that information. And Layla, what were your biggest challenges during the course of this project? So I think there were kind of a lot of challenges with this project, but some of the main ones um, are probably the biggest challenge was like, getting people to really understand what this project was and be engaged and interested because a lot of people don't really know what CDF is and they've never heard of it. We have to, you know, explain what CDF is and make sure they know what that is. And then we have to explain the project on top of that. And the project is, is a little bit hard to understand. Um, and so we're usually doing this in a very short amount of time and it's, really hard to get people who have never heard of CDF to understand what the project is. And even for us, like, it took us a long time to actually get to know CDF and what it was. And when you're talking about it in a very short, you know, two-minute amount of time, sometimes there's the people that have a lot of questions. And also, to add on to that point, spores are a very hard concept to understand. Um, like I said, it took us so much research to for a whole group to understand and know our stuff. Um, the spores are very, very complicated. And also, there is, you know, a stigma around CDF because, understandably, no one really wants to talk about it. And so, it's 
hard to research it, and it takes a lot of time to find people who want to talk about it and who are professionals that can really help us with our research. So those are kind of our main challenges that we had during the course of the project. Exactly, Leah and and Leila. And, you know, uh, you and Emma have um, articulated such wonderful um, points here for your, not only your research and also the problems with C. diff and your, your research, but your experiences and challenges are quite similar to what the C. diff foundation encounters on a daily basis. Um, like you said, getting people engaged and interested to even learn about it. Uh, it's, it's quite interesting, yeah. but we face the same challenges worldwide, seven, you know, seven days a week. So, we uh, we applaud your efforts because we're right there with you. And, uh, you know, we just appreciate all that you're doing to raising C. diff awareness, too. So you're, you're functioning on multi-levels, and we're just grateful for all of that. And I'm going to move on and ask um, Emma if you wouldn't mind discussing um, – actually, Layla, I'm sorry um, – if you wouldn't mind introducing your group to our global listeners – our group is a first Lego League robotics team, uh, like I mentioned earlier, and it's basically designed for kids um, ages 9 to 14. It's an international competition that has three aspects, which are core values, the robotics, and the project, and we're talking about the project today. But like I mentioned earlier, the theme this year was City Shaper, and we had to create an innovative project that revolved around the theme for the project. Um, our team started in 2015, um, five years ago, and we have a team of eight, ages 11 to 15, and we are from Westfield, Indiana, like you mentioned, and we all meet at the library, usually weekly, for the project. Most of our team members go to online school, some are in public school, some are homeschooled, um, and we really like to do escape rooms and celebrate our achievements. All wonderful things to do, Layla. Thanks for, so much for sharing that. And um, Layla, we're three minutes before we have to break for a commercial break, and would you mind explaining what your takeaway was from the conference that you attended uh, at the Seed Foundation's conference in St. Louis last year? Sure. So. Our main takeaway for our project was there was no detection method. And I know Emma mentioned that earlier. Um, and most of the solutions that are available are cleaning products. And that's definitely a key component in getting rid of C. diff. Um, we also learned about other things like sepsis. We did not know about that previously. We learned about vaccines and medications, clinical trials that were in the works for CDF, and so much other stuff. We literally took so many notes. We took like a whole page of notes for one lecture. It was great. We learned so much. Um, we also got to do the vendors and go around and actually talk to people who were working on the same stuff as we are and the survivor stories were definitely another one of our main takeaways because the survivor stories, you actually get to hear someone's 
personal account and it makes it it makes it really personal and you, it makes you really want to solve the problem. So those were our takeaways from the conference last November. Amazing. And yes, thank you so much for pointing out the key points of, you know, everything that you learned and your team learned while being at the conference. Really helpful information for everybody. Also a great way to let everyone know how come it's so important that they attend the conference. And like I said, after this year, we're really looking forward to being with you in person next year in Boston. So, and right now, Layla and Emma, we are going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing your CDF research and we will um, definitely learn more from both of you, Layla Odnori and Emma Brashear. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you miss the live broadcast of C. diff spores and more, we invite you to listen at your leisure. In addition to the on-demand show on Voice America Health and Wellness, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Take us with you worldwide. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for joining us today. We are here today with our two wonderful guests, Layla Odnori and Emma Brashear, who are part of a team, a group of students uh, working on FLO Robotics team from Westfield, Indiana, and they have developed a special interest in C. diff infections and C. diff spores and have developed a way to prevent the spores from being spread in the environment. And right now we introduce and welcome our guests back to the program. Welcome back to the program, Emma and Layla. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much, both of you, for taking time out of your busy schedules and being here with us today. And Layla, you have, you and Emma, both of you have, you know, shed so much light on this subject and provided us with so much great information. We applaud your efforts for sure. And Layla, did you change the design of the sporalizer during the development phase? So we actually did change the design actually multiple times with, you know, any invention, you're going to be revising the design and things like that. So our initial design, which I would say we finalized 
late November of 2019 was basically this tripod thing, and it had a dome shape on the top, and it had a 3D camera and very powerful UV lights below it. And then we had this rolling tripod, um, or rolling base for the tripod. And then we also had our second component, which was the sprayer. So that was kind of what we used for the wipes. We changed it to wipes, but we used the sprayer initially. And it was, we ended up changing it um, later on, but that was our initial design. And it was a very confusing design and very bulky. So um, we ended up changing that to a UV headlamp to not only make it more accessible, but also more convenient for hospitals. And we also talked to an infection preventionist at one of our local hospitals uh, at the beginning of this year. And we were talking to him about our design and asking for suggestions and things like that. And he suggested that we should change the sprayer to wipe. And that's because hospitals don't really use sprays as often. And so we decided that we would change the design to wipes. And so that kind of brought us to our current design, which is, the UV headlamp, and the wipes. Amazing. We can't wait to see this. I know that. We have not seen it yet. So it's really uh, it's really being, you know, you're already testing it. You're already changing the design of it and the development of it, and that's wonderful. So, and Emma, would you like to discuss and introduce, would this the sporalizer be uh, an aid in the hospital, and also to see the patients treating at home. Yeah, sure. Uh, so at first, we were really worried that it wouldn't be able to be easily implemented into hospital. Um, but then we talked to lots of professionals, and we found that it would. And uh, we also found out that there's little to no patient education um, for patients at home and even patients in the hospital. And even our survey uh, told us that about 62% of patients had no patient education for cleaning procedures. So we're hoping that this sporalizer can improve the effectiveness of cleaning methods. We know in hospitals, they only have around two hours to clean each hospital room. And so we're really hoping that by being able to see where the actual bacteria is and where the problem is, that it'll be able to save time and also save lives by um, being able to clean it better. And we're also hoping to reduce the spread and uh, reduce reoccurring infections by um, reducing the spores. So hopefully less people will have C. diff and actually have to deal with C. diff. And we're also hoping to finally improve the quality of cleaning because although people are obviously doing the best they can, this is just another added, I guess, aid to help hospital cleaning crews and even people at home know exactly how and where to clean and be able to actually see what they're cleaning. And that's so helpful. Thank you so much, Emma, for explaining that. And Layla, what are the existing solutions to this problem? So there are a few existing solutions to CDF. 
So like we've talked about, there are cleaning methods like oxicides and things like that. Um, and those you would typically use in the hospital cleaning procedure um, for sure. And then there's also biomarkers, which are also something that hospitals sometimes use in the cleaning procedure. And what biomarkers are, they're these little things that someone will place in the hospital room before it's clean. And so the environmental services will come in, clean the room, and they can check after they've cleaned how many of those biomarkers are left. So they can't see them, but then they can check and see, like, how well they clean. So they're basically a tool for hospitals to evaluate how well they clean. There's also fecal transplants. That is a very common treatment for C. diff. Um, it can be dangerous, but it is a very common and effective treatment. There's also antibiotic stewardship, and what that is is basically encouraging hospitals to cut down on their antibiotic prescriptions because antibiotics can be really dangerous for your microbiome, and they can really increase your risk for C. diff. I know a lot of people end up getting C. diff because they took antibiotics, so antibiotic stewardship tries to reduce the amount of prescriptions that are given for antibiotics. And also, kind of in the bigger picture, there's the bundled approach. And what that is, is basically a lot of these solutions all together. So, for example, hand hygiene, certain precautions, PPE, and also where they place the patients in the hospital, and a bunch of other solutions. So, they use those in combination to combat fetus. And so that's why it's called the bundled approach because they use them all together. Exactly. Thank you so much, Layla. We really appreciate that. And also, you mentioned the antibiotics. And antibiotics are also not effective in viruses. When you have a virus such as the flu or even the COVID-19, using an antibiotic is not going to kill a virus. So everyone wants to make sure that they have an actual bacterial infection. And we really appreciate you bringing that to the forefront, too. And um, Emma, uh, we want to also know is what makes the sporalizer unique to other solutions? Right. So I think like Layla said earlier, um, we noticed that there's kind of a gap in detection methods. And so currently the sporalizer is the only detection method for C. diff. And it's actually one of the very first visual germ detection devices. And what makes it so unique is that it actually visualizes the germs. So you can actually see the germs instead of just kind of guessing where they are. And, you know, like right now there's a lot of cleaning methods and there's a lot of treatment methods like antibiotics and there's even like fecal matter transplants. But those are more for um, when you already have C. diff instead of trying to prevent it and trying to prevent reinfections. And um, so we're just trying to make sure that, you know, hospital cleaning crews and even people at home have the ability to actually see where the germs are. And we actually found one study that found that in a hospital after cleaning, about 35% of rooms were still tested positive for C. diff. And I think this is such an important point is that even though um, we have all these amazing tools and all these um, different inventions around C. diff, we have nothing for actually detecting and being able to see the germs. So that's what makes our project unique. 
Okay. Thank you so much, Emma. And Layla, and at this time, we are going to pause again for a commercial break from our sponsor. And when we return, we will continue discussing junior C. diff researchers with our guests, Layla Audnori and Emma Brashear. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the C. Diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1-844-4C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Do you know the symptoms of COVID-19? They may appear 2 to 14 days after exposure to the virus. Symptoms may include fever, chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, new loss of taste or smell, vomiting or diarrhea. This can be in any combination. Any difficulty in breathing or shortness of breath, please visit your local hospital immediately. For additional up-to-date COVID-19 information, please visit the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website at cdc.gov. If you missed the live broadcast of C. diff spores and more, we invite you to listen at your leisure. In addition to the on-demand show on Voice America Health and Wellness, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Take us with you worldwide. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thank you for joining us today. Today we have our two guests, Layla Odnori and Emma Brashear, joining us to discuss junior C. diff researchers, and we welcome the ladies back to the program. Welcome, Layla and Emma. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having us. You are more than welcome. And we have learned so much from you. And thank you so much for sharing all this great information. And Layla, um, no, actually, Emma, I'm sorry. What are the plans for the future? Um, so right now we've just been researching. And we actually just got out of a competition called the Global Innovation Award, where we were actually semi-finalists. Um, so right now we are just trying to consider how we could implement this technology into the market. And so we're trying to figure out the best next steps for bringing a sporalizer to market. You know, we feel really passionately that this invention can really help um, tons of people, thousands of people who have to deal with CDF on a day-to-day basis. And so we really want to make sure that um, everyone has access to this because we think it could really help everyone. And um, so we're just trying to figure out how to go about that and how to best finance the research and development. And also, if we're trying to partner up with a university, possibly, to 
research our project even more because we don't have any um, high-level research on our exact technology. Um, but we know that the science works just with our um, UV headlamp and wipes. Um, and we're actually in a um, competition right now. I think right about next week we're going to present our pitch. Um, and so we are super excited for that. We're hoping that that will um, give us a couple of more opportunities to help bring the sporalizer to market. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Emma, for sharing that. And we wish you the best with, you know, continuing the research on this project. And Layla, how has your research impacted your day-to-day life? So our research has really had a huge impact on our lives, for sure. Like, I can't even begin to explain how much. But first of all, hand washing. So in the beginning of our research, we contacted a professional and she taught us all about hand washing and hospital acquired infections. And we've been using um, those methods to wash our hands properly. And especially with coronavirus, we really needed that. And it's really helped us prepare for this pandemic. So that's definitely helped. Um, And we're all also a lot more mindful about antibiotics Previously, like, we didn't really even think twice about antibiotics, and we now know, like, that there's a different side of them and that they can be actually really dangerous for people, so we're more mindful of antibiotics. We're also more aware of C. diff. Previously, like, a year and a half ago, if you asked our group, what is C. diff, we wouldn't know what you were talking about at all, but now... We know so much about C. diff um, because of our research, and we're a lot more aware of it. Um, Also, my dad, this is kind of a funny story, but my dad was, like, sick, and so he had this medicine, and it was called, like, sporebiotic or something. And I looked on the back because I was curious, and I recognized the word spore, so I looked on the back, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I recognize all of this. And it was just funny to think about how I wouldn't have given it a second glance. I wouldn't have known about CETIS. Um, And also, like, the research has also come up in school, surprisingly. Like, I wrote a paper recently about our project for school um, and my experience with environmental services. And just so many ways that we're impacted um, through the research. And I know Emma can talk about some of the things um, and experiences she's had and how she's been impacted by the research. So I'll hand it over to her to talk about that. Wonderful. Yes. Similarly to Layla, I feel like just hand washing in general, especially in public bathrooms, you know, before I would, you know, just quickly wash my hands for about 30 seconds. And so now I have to make sure like that I properly wash my hands and not just use hand sanitizer, um, especially with COVID-19, even though hand sanitizer probably kills COVID, uh, just making sure I'm constantly washing my hands and not just relying on hand sanitizer. And then when I do wash my hands to make sure that I properly do it. And also, I feel like um, our project helped prepare me for the pandemic as well, because I already had all this knowledge about how bacteria works and how, you know, C. diff can go through the air, similarly to COVID-19, and I was already washing my hands properly, so I feel like it definitely helped me there, 
And also, kind of another funny story, I actually was in the hospital a couple um, weeks after we presented our project, and it was so funny because we had started off our research by actually finding out about how many germs are in the hospital socks, and they offered me a bunch of hospital socks, and I decided to say no since I knew so much about germs, and I decided to clean more, so I think that it definitely impacted my day-to-day life. And it certainly has prepared you and your group uh, and on your team for a lot of things and really good behavior changes. And these, all of that you have researched has totally impacted your life. And now you've totally impacted everyone else's life, and especially on today's program. And we are one minute away from closing the program. And Layla, would you like to briefly um, explain what you'd like our, our global listeners to take away from today's program? Sure. So things that we want people to take away are generally just fetus education and patient education. With this project, we also really want to raise awareness for patient education because that's one way that we can raise awareness not only about fetus, but how um, we can all do a better job of treating fetus patients at home. Um, Also, another point is that the sporulizer is a detection method. It is not a cleaning method, and it would be used to um, assist with the bundled approach to eradicate fetus and also be more aware of antibiotics because they can be really dangerous. And one final thing, no matter age, background, education level, you can come up with a solution to almost any problem as long as you're willing to put in the work and the research and the time. None of us have a PhD in chemistry and things like that, like any kind of degree, but we still put in the work and we came up with this project. And you all did a fantastic job. And the CETA Foundation members applaud your research, Emma and Layla, and all your team. And we can't thank you enough for being with us here today. And at this time, um, Layla and Emma, we want to thank you so much for joining us today on CDF Spores and more. We're grateful so much for your dedication and research and development to help prevent C. diff infection, the spread, like you said, bundled approach to detect C. diff spores. And at this time, the members of the C. diff Foundation would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, and to learn more about their products and how to keep the environment safer, please visit CloroxHealthcare.com. We also like to wish and acknowledge organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health through research and development for new products against C. difficile infection for the prevention treatments, protecting the microbiome, clinical trials, diagnostics, and environmental safety worldwide. We send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated for and recovering from a C. diff infection and the many wellness draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Corrala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 1 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together.